Hello everyone and happy Thursday. I know it's been a bit since you've heard my voice. Um, Honestly, I do these hiatuses every so often to be able to keep the show fresh, to work on new ideas, um, to plan in advance some future episodes, and there are lots of great things coming. Every time I have a hiatus, I know it can be a little frustrating for you all to have to wait for me to come back, but I'm back, and whenever I do come back, it's better than ever. So I've got a great show for you guys today. Today is a show all about the Olympics. It's um, been the first one week since opening ceremonies, more or less. Tomorrow's actually officially one week. And a lot has happened, so I really want to talk about different things, um, my opinion on certain things, and well, you'll hear. But um, before we begin, as always, I have a little pre-recorded ad for you all, so here is that ad. As always, thank you so much for listening to the ad. I know I can get very repetitive, but I truly mean it when I say that I know that as a podcast listener, it can be very annoying to listen to the ads, but as a podcast host, those ads really do help me out, so I do appreciate that you all listen to them. Um, all right, there's lots to talk about. Um, I want to start off by talking about last week's opening ceremonies. I know um, it's been about a week now since they happened but I still want to talk about them um obviously this Olympics is very different and everywhere you'll read about them you're going to be seeing 2020 Olympics and that's obviously unless you've been living under a rock you know that that's because the pandemic postponed them last year and even now there's a lot of concerns regarding the pandemic and why they're still holding the games thus far um a few athletes have tested positive for COVID sadly but In any case, the games have continued. They are going on. Um, And so, yeah, it is the 2020 Olympics in 2021. Um, Very odd situation. Very crazy, unexpected. But so has the last kind of year and a half been. And I think despite, obviously, the concerns regarding COVID and the safety of the athletes and everybody in Tokyo, um, it is very nice for all the countries to be able to unite and all these athletes to be able to compete. Um, Obviously, the one year of postponement, um, in some cases, it could have been beneficial, more training for the athletes. But in other cases, I think it might have been very difficult for them. So um, I think it's great that these games are still able to happen. The opening ceremonies, like I said, took place last Friday. Um, for the U.S., the flag bears were, were Sue Bird. Sue Bird, she is a five-time Olympian, uh, I believe four-time medalist. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's incredible that she um, was able to, you know, make it to five Olympics. And I think she's very deserving of being one of the flag bearers. Um, she's a basketball player. I'm not sure if I already mentioned that. And yeah, I think that's really incredible. And this year was very interesting because a lot of the countries were, um, it did have two flag bearers. They were being encouraged to do so, to have one male and one female flag bearer um, to kind of, in kind of um, bridge that gap um this is actually the olympics with the most female athletes or the biggest percentage of female athletes competing and so they really wanted to encourage countries to have a female and a male just to kind of bridge that gap 
the other flag bearer for the U.S. was Eddie Alvarez. He is a baseball player, but the very interesting thing about him is that he is also a Winter Olympian, and he won a silver medal in speed skating at the Winter Olympics in Sochi in 2018. So I think just like Sue Bird, that's absolutely incredible. I think um, two of the um, most deserving athletes, and I think it was a great decision to pick them as the flag bearers. Um, another person I want to mention who is not part of the U.S. team but is a very well-known athlete all over the world is Naomi Osaka. She is a tennis player and she was selected to be the one to light the Olympic torch to start the games. I think that was the perfect selection. First of all, she looked amazing. She had these red braids in her hair and um, she honestly just looked great. She was representing Team Tokyo, which I think was very fitting for somebody from the Tokyo team to start the Olympics because... Um, they're taking place in Tokyo, so it only makes sense. Um, and I just wanted to mention her because um, I think she's an incredible athlete, and I think it was definitely the right decision to choose her to light that Olympic um, flame and to start the games. Um, now, one not something I have to say is that I think, and I feel like this is an opinion that many people share. And again, these are just my opinions. Anything I ever say on the show is just what I think. Um, everyone is open to their own opinion they have the right to have their own opinion but I'm gonna always speak my opinion and that's you know why I started this show um it felt incohesive it felt like there was no real theme to the opening ceremonies I think definitely especially this year the theme could have been um hope or unity or any kind of thing like that um however it kind of felt like they were just moving from one segment to the next everything felt like it didn't really have transitions um there was some drones that um, kind of did a little show there. Then there was also this, like, pictogram thing. Now, I thought the like this little fact was cool, but I think that they didn't, like, really incorporate anything cohesively. But anyway, um, apparently, you see there's always little pictures depicting each event um, at the arena or in different places. Um, during the Olympics, and those pictures were apparently created in Tokyo, so I thought that was cool. Obviously, it made sense to kind of highlight that because the games are in Tokyo, um, and the pictures are basically meant, um, because of all the, there's so many different countries and the language barriers, the pictures are just meant to help athletes kind of, um, figure out where to go and what's going on a little bit easier, um, so anyway, they have these, like, live pictograms, basically, these people kind of dressed up as the pictograms and kind of, um, posed in the pose that each sport has, if that makes any sense. Hopefully you know what I'm talking about. And I felt like that was kind of cool because those were created in Tokyo, but I do feel like overall the entire thing felt incohesive. It felt like one segment and the next segment and the next with no real transitions and that's my one complaint about the opening ceremonies but I think no one can deny how beautiful especially like I said after the year and a half of everything that has happened in the world how incredible it was to see the athletes marching in from each country um you know it was just amazing to see that and um I loved looking at all their different outfits um Ralph Lauren dressed the U.S. team as always. I remember, um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, 
Um, Tokyo came in very looking very sharp as they should because of course they're hosting the games. Um, Brazil looks so comfortable but fashionable and very put together. Um, I don't remember what they were wearing, but Argentina walked in like they owned the games, like they were having a party and it was only them invited. So really awesome just seeing every country marching in and with their flags and they all look so prideful whether they were partying like Argentina and the US or whether they were just walking in with confidence and pride and especially I think it's beautiful to see some of the smaller countries as well some of them had two three um, athletes representing them and I think that's still really incredible especially because some of those countries have such a small population that I think the pride those athletes must have to be able to go represent those countries is absolutely incredible so that's all I want to talk about as far as the opening ceremonies at this moment um, I do want to talk about two particular events um, and I've really been really this year watching a lot more of the Olympics. I have always, and I'll just tell you right now, um, gymnastics has always been the sport that I watched during the Olympics. Um, I think ever since really like Sean Johnson and Ostia Lukin, I was really young when they competed, but I loved um, watching gymnastics. And then um, I think Gabby Douglas and Ali Raisman and that whole team, Kyla Ross, Michaela Maroney, Jordan Weaver, they were like that first team that really got me into loving the sport. Anyway, I am going to talk about gymnastics later, but my point here was that in the past, I really only watched gymnastics, kind of like with Winter Olympics, I really only watched the figure skating. I'm a dancer, I feel like those events kind of have dance elements to them, and they're just interesting for me personally to watch. But this year, I've been watching a whole lot more of the Olympics. Last night, I caught a little bit of fencing, table tennis, um, golf. So I have been kind of branching out. And one of the events that I really enjoyed watching the other day was the women's street skateboarding. Um, absolutely incredible. It's the first year that skateboarding is in the Olympics, which is awesome. I love when they add new sports. And I am going to talk about a potential new sport later on in this episode as well. But let's do one thing at a time. I tend to kind of get sidetracked. But... It was absolutely incredible, and I only really caught the end. Some of, you know, some of these events that I'm watching, I've only caught parts of them, which is totally fine because I, um, as long as I even get to watch a little, I just think it's amazing. Um, and anyway, I caught the end of this, and first of all, the gold medalist in that event, and I hope I'm saying her name correctly, I don't want to butcher anyone's name, however, I probably will, um, Momiji Nishia from Japan, she got the gold, and she's only 13 years old, which is absolutely insane. I believe she is, if not the youngest gold medalist ever, she is one of the youngest. Um, and I honestly didn't even realize that 13-year-olds could even compete in the Olympics. And I later researched and found out that it's based on each different sport. So I guess, like I said, I've always watched gymnastics, and for that sport, the age is 16 or older. So I guess that's why I didn't realize. But absolutely incredible the 13 year old was able to win the gold also the street skateboarding was just absolutely insane like some of them were taking like major wipeouts um and not in a bad way not negatively because even some of the ones who did medal it's just part of the sport they would fall but i think like the strength that it took them to get back up was literally insane um, but the, the I want to talk about for a second is actually the silver medalist from Brazil, and I hope I'm saying her name correctly, Raisa Leal. 
Um, she's also 13 years old. Absolutely incredible. Honestly, she's such a cute little girl. Um, but some of you may or may not remember. I honestly did not remember, but I thought it was a cool fact. A few years ago, and I believe she was about seven or eight years old when this happened, a video of her went viral. She was skateboarding dressed as a fairy. And it's kind of just a cute moment. Um, one, um, from, vi- from a viral video that Tony Hawk himself actually shared to the Olympics is absolutely insane. But it also showed, like, she's just a normal little girl. Like, she was dressed as a fairy and, I, I don't know, really cute. Um, so I thought that was a really cool story, you know. Um, and I believe both these ladies um, are also competing later on. This was the street skateboarding. I believe there's... Um, either freestyle skateboarding or something else. It's another event within skateboarding, so uh, it'll be really interesting to see how they do. Um, The other thing I wanted to talk about is um, the triathlon event. I saw that event, and man, that was intense. That's where they run, and they swim, and they bike, and everything. I really only caught the part where they were running, but at that point, it was the very end. Um, I guess, like, the marathon part of it all, um, and I'm sorry, I don't have her name in front of me, and I wish I did, but I actually wasn't even going to talk about this, and then I just, right now, decided, like, no, I want to talk about it, but the gold medalist was from, hold on, I'm, I don't want to get this wrong, for, well, she was from Bermuda, let me, let me look for her name real quick, um, well, I don't know if I'll be able to find it, but, um, I just thought, first of all, she is apparently the gold medalist from the, um, hold on, from the, the only gold medalist to be from such an underpopulated place, and I know I just worded that completely wrong, but something along those lines, and yes, let me see, uh, it's the smallest population to ever win a gold. There we go. And that is Flora Duffy from Bermuda. And I thought that event was absolutely insane. It definitely definitely does look like one of the like toughest Olympic events. Um, especially, I heard that the heat over there in Tokyo right now is insane. So it was just incredible to watch her. You could see the pride she had for her country. Um, overall, just like really, really cool event to watch. Now... Of course, like I said, um, gymnastics is one of my, artistic gymnastics is one of my favorite events to watch. So I do want to talk about it and I'm going to talk pretty in depth. And I know all you all want to hear about, or not the, all, the only thing you want to hear about, but I know you all want to hear about Simone Biles. And I am going to get into that and my opinion and everything like that. But first of all, um, I want to talk about the other ladies on the team. So we have Grace McCallum. And she was supposed to compete in every event, um, in the team event, just like she did. But she did a great job. And, you know, um, I think all the ladies were under an immense amount of pressure, especially having kind of not lost a teammate because she was still there with them cheering them on. But having um, won this teammate competing definitely, I think, put a lot of pressure on them. But Grace really did go out there and just do her best. Um, Jordan Childs is the next athlete I want to talk about. Um, absolutely incredible. So she was not supposed to compete on, um, I believe, definitely bars or beam. And she nailed both of those routines. Absolutely incredible athlete. One of the things I really liked about her as well 
is that you could just see how happy she was every time she hit a routine and how proud of herself she was and um from what I've heard she like considered quitting the sport um you know a few years ago and she did it and she stuck with it and she's you know made it to the Olympics and you could see the pride she had in herself just hitting those routines especially um on bars like she had like no time to prepare she wasn't expecting to go in so um you know props to her an incredible athlete but I think the gymnast of the day the of the, probably the whole Olympics Suni Lee um she just won the gold in the women's artistic gymnastics all-around finals I watched it this morning absolutely incredible she has um an amazing story I mean not amazing in that way but um just incredible things she's overcome her father was paralyzed her father who she's very very close with um and she's lost relatives to COVID and just so much happened in her life um and I just think she absolutely killed it um absolutely amazing athlete um I was watching practically biting my nails it was very close um the gymnast from Brazil almost beat her but she had some mistakes on floor and so ultimately Suni ended up winning the gold and I think that's absolutely incredible and I know there are those that are saying that she wouldn't have won had Simone been competing but the thing is we'll never know but I say that she's an incredible athlete um even on the team event she was able to compete under such pressure and hit everything every time and her name will not go down in history with Carly Patterson um I'm sorry actually Mary Lou Redden Carly Patterson Nastia Lukin um Gabby Douglas and Simone Biles you can add the name Sunisa Lee to that and um never forget that name because she is one of the greatest gymnasts of all time um and so those three ladies along with Simone of course um won the silver in the team event as well and so you know what um after everything that they went through after the surprise of Simone not competing and just everything you know Jordan having to go on bars not even being ready for that um you know, even Suni, I believe she wasn't supposed to do floor and she did it and she nailed it. Um, and they were all incredible grace as well. So, um, you know, I read somewhere and something about they did not lose the gold, they won the silver. And that is a hundred percent true. I think that those ladies were real fighters and they gave it their all and they really nailed it. Um, and they are now called, every year, you know, we give a little name to the, or really they choose it themselves, but to the gymnastics teams. We had last year the final um, five because it was the last team of five. They now went to four. I believe they're going back to five, but that's not even relevant at this moment. Um, and then prior to that, we had the Fab Five, which was that team with um, uh, Gabby Douglas, Michaela Maroney, Jordan Weaver, Ali Raisman, Kyla Ross, um, think that was everyone um and so this year they're calling themselves the fighting five and I think what a I'm sorry fighting four they're four now um and I think there's not a more fitting name than that I think that they really are truly fighters and um a really incredible team and that silver um they said it themselves it's gold for them and I think for a lot of the U.S. we're taking that as a major win um and then I also want to talk about the two individuals again before I even mention or talk about Simone I want to talk about them uh first off uh Michaela Skinner 
absolutely incredible athlete. She's also has an incredible story. Um, she really made a comeback to the sport. She, um, was trying to make it to the 2012 Olympic trials. She was supposed to go. And then from what I understand, Nastia Lukin decided that she wanted to try for 2012. So she got that spot instead. So Michaela Skinner didn't get to, um, compete in the 2012 trials. 2016, she did compete in trials. She made it onto the team as an alternate, and she's been very outspoken about how difficult it was to have to travel to Rio, but not to actually get to compete. After that, she went and did college gymnastics for three years, and then decided that she really wanted to try to make an Olympic comeback. It was her dream. It's all she wanted. So she did. Um, She did do that, and she finally made it to the Olympics. Unfortunately, not on the team. Um, there's a lot of mixed opinions about whether or not she should have been on the team. I will not give my opinion as far as that, but I think she's an incredible athlete. Um, she did make it onto the individual spot. Unfortunately, she did not qualify for any of the event finals or for the all-around. Um, and in all reality, for at least for vault, and I believe as well for beam, if I'm not mistaken, definitely vault though, she was in the top eight which is what you need to qualify however there's a rule that only two athletes per country could move on so because of that she didn't get to move on to the event finals so as of right now and of course there is a lot of up in the air about whether or not Simone will compete if Simone doesn't compete I know Michaela will for sure be getting to compete in that vault event final I don't know if she'll get to compete in any other event finals but um, as of right now her Olympic journey has ended but I just think she's such an incredible athlete um, she really, yeah, she's just incredible. I think it, a great story, very inspiring for anybody who, you know, has ever felt like giving up on their dreams. She didn't give up and she made it, um, even though she doesn't have an actual medal, she didn't leave Tokyo. Well, she hasn't left Tokyo yet and we don't know, maybe she will get to compete in medal. But as of right now, even though it looks like she's not going to get the chance to win a medal, um, I think she's a winner for sure and um, a true inspiration. And then the other individual athlete is Jade Carey. She competed, or she did, she did compete in trials, but by the time she was competing in trials, she was actually the only U.S. gymnast that already had a guaranteed spot to Tokyo. Um, she did a very unconventional path to the Olympics. She took this individual route where she had to compete at different um, international meets and earn a certain amount of points. And it's a little bit complicated, but basically she got the other individual spot. Um, she was not supposed to compete in the all-arounds, but since Simone pulled out of the all-arounds, she did get that spot because she was the next um, highest score, not the next highest score, SUNY was, but SUNY had already qualified for all-around. So after SUNY, it was Jade. And um, she did amazing. I watched her as well. Um, very incredible athlete. I think she has the potential, I, if she wanted to, to go back to another Olympics, um, possibly as part of the team. Or Well, actually, now they're not doing individual spots anymore. So as part of the team, potentially, um, if that's what she chooses to do. I think she was incredible. Um, I think two days ago, she didn't know that she was going to be competing in the all-around. And she was able to, um, to place in the eighth spot, that's pretty good. The number eight gymnast in the world is not bad at all. Um, and she still has some event finals ahead of her. I believe she's doing floor and possibly vault. Don't quote me on that. She's doing two for sure. Um, so she does have more chances to medal. Um, and I, from what I've heard, I believe 
oh, I, I can't tell you which event, but she does have a new move that she's petitioning that could potentially be named after her. If it gets approved, it'll be the highest scoring move in women's artistic gymnastics, which is absolutely incredible. And so she does have a real chance at meddling. Um, so yeah, moving on now, what everyone's been dying to hear about, Simone Biles. Um, so for those of you who don't know or maybe haven't been keeping up, though I think it's kind of hard to not have heard about this, um, in a shocking move, Simone Biles, um, during the team event, um, the team finals, she had a mess up on vault, a pretty big mess up. Basically, she got lost in the air. She was supposed to do one and a half twists. She did, I'm sorry, two and a half twists. She only did one and a half. She landed kind of rough, but in a shocking move, she did land on her feet. I think it just is a testament to, um, how incredible of an athlete she is, um, from what I've heard, gymnasts call this twisties. It's common to either add additional twists or not twist as much as they wanted to, kind of get lost in the air. It can be very dangerous. Um, you know, in worst case scenario, it can even lead to death if you land the wrong way. If you are lost in the air and you cannot land properly, that is so dangerous. Luckily, um, Simone did land okay. Um, Obviously, it was a big deduction, and even her difficulty score got lowered because she didn't do that extra twist. Um, but she later, in a more shocking um, moment, pulled out of the team event completely, and then um, the next day, which was yesterday, actually also pulled out of the all-around. We don't know if she's going to do event finals. Um, that's something she's still determining. She's having some mental health issues, and I've seen a lot of criticism toward her about she's a quitter how can she call herself the goat greatest of all time um you know blah 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 and here is what I have to say about the matter first of all if you are not an olympic level athlete specifically a gymnast a gymnast who has been through everything that Simone has you have no right to have an opinion and last I checked, Simone is the only gymnast that has been through what she's been through. So no one has a right to have an opinion about that. But here's another thing. I just want you to really sit back and think about everything this girl has been through. She was in foster care. She was adopted, which is a positive thing. But, you know, foster care and all that could have been traumatic for her. She later was abused by a team doctor in a huge abuse scandal that made national headlines she um has all this pressure of being the greatest of all time yes she has embraced that title but that doesn't take away from the pressure that it holds um and so much more that she's been through I'm just giving you like literally a rundown um I believe she did compete at worlds with kidney stones and something else as well I don't even remember but first of all if Simone had not come back for this Olympics you would have still been calling her the greatest of all time after the last Olympics so what difference does it make if she pulls out now in my opinion if she never steps on a mat again if she never does a flip again she is still the greatest of all time she has four moves named after her I mean that is unheard of she is incredible and she doesn't owe it to anyone to win a gold medal, or any kind of medal for that matter. She doesn't even owe it to anyone but herself to compete. If she does not feel up to it, that is her choice. Um, 
so many other athletes, Michael Phelps, Naomi Osaka, just to name a few, have talked about literally what they call the weight of gold. And there's a documentary about it that Michael Phelps and some other athletes did. And um, I think nothing, first of all, her mental health and her as a human being should come first. And then gymnastics is a very dangerous sport. It's, I mean, yes, in every sport you can hurt yourself, but I'm not exaggerating. In gymnastics, if you land the wrong way, you can die. And I don't think putting someone's life at risk is worth a medal. And that's just my perspective on it. Um, a lot of people are saying she abandoned her team. Um, first of all, I don't think, one, like her team would have loved to see her get injured or even potentially die. Yes, that is a worst case scenario, but still, I think her team would much rather have her sit down and have her not compete. Um, second of all, had she competed and not been in the right headspace and just continued to mess up, she would have brought her team down. They could have potentially gotten the bronze or not even meddled at all. So her decision was the best decision for the team. Whether you think she's selfish or not, she wasn't because her pulling out gave the opportunity for the team to actually do their best. And putting, you can't, I think Lori Hernandez, who is, um, was part of the 2016 gymnastics team and is in Tokyo, um, as a correspondent for NBC at the moment, said it best. It is a team of four, not of one. And it's not okay to put all that pressure on one person to win. And it's also not fair to the rest of the team. Um, I think that Suni, Jordan, and, um, Grace all did what they needed to do. They won that silver. With Simone, they maybe wouldn't have won. Um, so yeah, I don't think it's appropriate to discredit those other athletes either. And that's part of the reason why I wanted to talk about them first. Um, because they are all incredible and they all deserve to be talked about. And um, I feel like maybe the last Olympics, it was Simone's first Olympics. And even though they were already calling her like the greatest of all time, um, I think ha- having two returning athletes like Ali Raisman and Gabby Douglas and then Lori Hernandez and Madison Koshin, I don't know. I feel like they focused on the whole team. This time around, it felt like they were really only focusing on Simone, which I think is not right. Um, And even after she pulled out of the team event, first of all, um, major props to her for cheering on the team and just being there to support them. But I didn't like that um, pretty much anything anyone would do instead of, you know, focusing on them and how they did, they would show, oh, look at Simone's reaction or whatever. And it's like, part first that's a big issue as well like part of that for Simone could be a lot like all the focus is just on her that can be a lot for her and then for the rest of the team it discredits them as athletes and I think they all deserve the same amount of coverage especially even SUNY today after she won the all-around I saw a lot of stuff still about Simone about how she was there supporting SUNY or about how you know whatever and you know Simone Biles will always be the greatest of all time but that doesn't mean we shouldn't focus on these other athletes as well so that's just my opinion on the situation I truly think that Simone and any other Olympic athlete have the right to say whether or not they want to compete they don't owe anything to anyone and I think that um both mental and physical health should come above anything and honestly I think it's um you know sometimes um a positive can come from a negative um, first of all, maybe this, a lot of people are viewing this as a negative, but maybe for Simone it's a positive to just finally be able to decide that she is going to take control. USA Gymnastics has basically had a leash on her for so long, and now it's time for her to say, 
what she feels comfortable doing and not doing after so long. Plus, it gave Suni the opportunity to compete. I mean, she was going to compete either way in the all-around, but, and even if she had won, I think Simone competing would have taken some of the focus from her. So, um, like I said, that's just my opinion on the situation. I could honestly talk about this forever and ever and ever. Um, but like I said, if you are not Simone, you have no right to say whether or not she, um, should be competing or not and to call her a quitter or anything else because she sure is not one um okay the next thing I want to talk about briefly is two commercials that if you are watching the Olympics they keep showing um hopefully you get the opportunity to see them if not you could easily um google them and um find them but there is one commercial with the Mexican gymnast Alexa Moreno now she actually has a chance of being the first Mexican gymnast to ever win a medal in gymnastics um she is going to be competing in the event final for vault she has a very great chance and this commercial is just beautiful um I you know being you know part Mexican um just love seeing it um basically it's a little girl and she's in her gymnastics leotard, and then you see, like, a little bit older, a little bit older, until you actually see Alexa Moreno, and it's supposed to be, like, a little girl flipping and, you know, uh, doing gymnastics that eventually becomes her, like, it's basically her growing up, if that makes sense, um, and it's just a really beautiful commercial, I am definitely not doing it justice in my description, but it is a Toyota commercial, and I did find it on YouTube, so if you just search Alexa Moreno Toyota commercial, you'll find it, it's just a really amazing commercial, very inspiring and then another commercial is the jessica long commercial um i forget what that one is for but i'm pretty sure if you just search jessica long commercial you can find it she's a paralympic athlete a swimmer and it basically um shows her swimming and in the background you hear um i guess like an adoption agency calling her mother saying you know we found you a baby but she has a rare condition her legs are going to have to be amputated she's not going to live an easy life and then the mom replies saying it may not be easy but something about I'm gonna get the quote wrong but something about but it'll be worth it or something like that and then obviously you see um Jessica and she's a Paralympic swimmer so really cool commercial if you can see either of those um I highly recommend it uh I also wanted to give you guys a quick medal count um the kind of top three right now um, this is as of about 3 p.m. Central Time on July 29th, 2021. So this is changing literally probably by this evening. It'll be different, but here it is. China has 15 gold medals, 7 silver medals, and 9 bronze medals with a total of 31 medals. Japan has 15 gold medals, 4 silver medals, 6 bronze medals for a total of 25 medals, and the U.S. has 14 gold medals, 14 silver medals, and 10 bronze medals for a total of 38 medals. So as of right now, the U.S. has the most medals in total, but China and Japan are tied for the most gold medals with the U.S. behind by one. Uh, and last but not least, before I end this episode... Um, I do want to mention some events that are coming up. I, um, obviously there are lots of events and if you want a full schedule, you can probably find that on the NBC website or just by Googling it. That's what I did. But I wanted to talk about some, um, different events that are happening that are, um, 
I guess, a little bit, like, underappreciated events or events that not many people watch. So in case you're interested in tuning in, I'm not going to give you the times of these. Definitely look them up if you're interested in watching them. I'm going to give you the dates. Um, the reason I'm not giving times is for two reasons. Number one is because you have the option of watching them live. I have been watching the games live on the Peacock app. This is not an ad or anything. I'm just saying what I've been doing. Or you have the option of watching them in prime time. I have also been watching them in prime time some events. And that you can do on NBC. And there's several NBC channels. Um, so that the scheduling is a little... You have to look it up. Uh, also, because of time differences, I could tell you the time for me, which is the central time zone, but you probably have a different time. So definitely look them up. But the table tennis bronze medal match is on July 30th, which is tomorrow. The rhythmic gymnastics all-around competition is on August 5th. The women's individual archery competition is tomorrow, um, July 30th. Today, the badminton and mixed doubles competition is happening. Today is um, July 29th. The women's judo competition is happening tomorrow, July 30th. Men's rowing tomorrow, July, I mean today, I'm sorry, July 29th. The women's 25 meter pistol shooting happening tomorrow, July 30th. And the women's trampoline event is happening today, July 29th. So if you're interested in any of those, obviously there's a full schedule you can look up. Um, these are just a few events that I think are just um, underappreciated or underviewed. So I wanted to kind of shout these out, but there are lots of other events happening today, tomorrow. Um, obviously the games continue next week and I'll probably do another um, Olympics week two episode um, next week. But um, yeah, that's all I wanted to talk about. Um, um, as far as non-Olympic things, um, High School Musical, the musical series, season two finale comes out tomorrow, and for me, it comes out at 2 a.m., really, and I'm so excited! Um, I love High School Musical, the musical series, you guys already know that, um, obviously, I'm a huge Olivia Rodrigo fan as well, and, uh, I just love everything High School Musical related, so I'm excited for this finale. Last week's episode was good, um, I am going to be doing later on in a few weeks a special um, episode of Simply Kennedy where I just talk about summer shows that I watched and uh, my opinions and the best episodes and everything. It's going to be a really fun episode. So yeah, I'm not going to talk about it. I mean, obviously I haven't even seen the finale yet, so even if I wanted to, I couldn't talk about it. But I'm not going to talk about it now, probably even next week, but stay tuned for that. But yeah, if you're interested, High School Musical and Musical Series season two finale is coming out. It's supposed to be good. Um, Grownish um, season, what are we, like season four already? Season four just came back. I've been watching it. If you're interested in that as well. Um, and yeah, lots of other stuff. But for now, we'll just keep this where we have it. This week was an Olympic episode. Next week will be Olympic week two episode. After that, we will get back into our usual episodes where we talk about everything and anything related to pop culture. Um, and that's today's episode. So thank you so much for listening in. If you want to find me anywhere else, you can find my other podcast at anchor.fm slash slash simply screen reviews. Oof, I apologize for that little slip up there. Um, in that podcast, I do have new episodes every Saturday and Sunday where I talk um, in-depth reviews about a TV series on Saturday and a movie on Sunday. Really fun new podcast that I have. Um, you can find this podcast, all the links to everywhere where you can find it, um, anchor.fm slash C. You can also send me listener messages there or help support this podcast with a small monetary donation. I would really appreciate that as well. 
Um, what else? What else? Where else can you find me? Kennedy C Media on Facebook. Um, Kennedy C underscore blog on Instagram. KennedyCblog.com is my blog. Um, my YouTube channel is Kennedy Castillo. That's K-E-N-N-E-D-Y-C-A-S-T-I-L-L-O. New videos every at least once a week on my YouTube channel. And yeah, I'm pretty sure if you just search me up, you'll find me. Um, so that's that for this week. I will be back, um, hopefully same day next week, although we know I love to do a Good Friday episode as well. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening and have a happy Thursday.